Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident and a six times gold medalist in the transplant games of america get ready for shut up and grind here's your host robert b foster Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob Foster with Shut Up and Grind, how to persevere through life during tough times. And needless to say, 2020 has dealt us an awful lot of tough times. But those of us who are able to pivot can make it through. So like that's the premise of this podcast show. So Yesterday, I booked up into February, so we're going to be doing two shows a week now, Sunday and Wednesday at 11 a.m., so I'll make sure I update the graphic behind me because I had such an overwhelming response of people that want to add value to this show, which is absolutely amazing because I didn't expect to get that many people in one, one shot wanting to come on and share their expertise and their knowledge to help you become a better person. So first, I want to talk about voting. So now I'm not here to endorse either party, either candidate. I more so want to talk to people who are contemplating not voting. So that's one of the absolute worst decisions that you can make because this race isn't just about the presidents. There's a lot of other things at stake. So there's Senate seats, there's House seats, there's councilmen, councilwoman seats. There's there's a lot of other things that we're voting on, not just whether you want Trump or whether you want Biden. So for, for example, this is the Cranston referendums, Cranston, Rhode Island. And I'll just read through a couple of them. You know, $147 million to fix up schools and school facilities, which if you've been to some of our schools, this is very, very much needed. Fire and public safety equipment, $2 million bonds. Again, something very important that the first responders need so they can keep us safe. Public buildings, a $1 million bond. And again, just if you've been through some, you know it's needed. Playgrounds and athletic fields. Of course, our kids should have the best possible facilities for them to use. Streets, sidewalks, and bridges, $10 million bond. If you've 
driven on our streets, if you've seen our bridges, you, you know, this is, this is necessary. So don't let your, I don't want to say hatred, but just don't let your emotions over the two presidential candidates stop you from getting some of these local things done that we need. Because again, that's just for the city of Cranston. So look into whatever town city you live in, look at what's gonna be on their, their ballot, see what those referendums are, and your vote for that definitely matters. And I want you to put the personalities of both presidential candidates aside for a second. And I know that's tough to do, but put, put it aside and look at what each one is proposing because that's what's gonna affect you long-term. Whether this one has these character flaws and that one has those character flaws, at the end of the day, those don't directly affect you. What affects you is what they're gonna sign into law. And so certain tax breaks, like for me, I'm a small business owner. So there are some things being proposed that will directly affect me. And other small business owners here in Rhode Island, I believe they said there's 99,000 small businesses. So if that tax law goes in, it's gonna hurt a lot of us who are already hurting. So look at things like that and look at what policies that they're proposing, which ones will affect you the most and then vote accordingly. Like at the end of the day, you don't have to like the person. You really don't. So, and again, I'm talking about either one. So you, you don't have to. If we backtrack to Obama, Obama was very, very likable he presented very well. He was a very good face of the country, but we were also paying nearly $5 a gallon for gas. <laughs> so there were other things going on behind the scenes that were not to the benefit of the American people. So I want you guys to take likability out of it for a second and look at what each side is proposing because that's the one that really affects you, your family, your business moving forward. And again, look into your local candidates because those are going to be the ones that actually go to bat for you, your, your local town count, councilman, councilwoman. If you have things going on in the community, you go to them and they're the ones that get in touch with the, the Congress people and the senator. So like they are the extension of your voice. So again, just don't let the presidential candidates sway your decision about voting because that right there is is a vote for disaster so make sure you get out there and you vote please all right so next up i want to discuss sorry hold on one second all right so i want to discuss this podcast again so i just started this a little while ago this is only the 12th episode and we're, we've already been seen in 11 different countries and that's insane to me, but that's also amazing with the power of the, in, the internet and how you can have a global reach. So if anyone wants to come on and share your experience, if you want to promote your business, if you want to just have a conversation, if you heard one of my other episodes and maybe you don't agree with what I said and you want to come on and respectfully share, share your side, right, I'm open to pretty much anything. Like I will have health, healthy debates, but I'm not going to have a, a teenage cat fight with, with anyone over any issue, but any topic is open. So if you want to just shoot me an inbox, we'll, you know, discuss what your topics are going to be. And then we'll go from there. If you've thought about starting one and you think of this long drawn out process of getting it going, it's really not, not at all. So the platform I use now, it's, it's a, it's a free platform. It's called anchor. And 
it's very easy to set up. Right now, I'm in my, my room. I have a green screen for the, the graphic behind me. I spent a little bit, bit of money for some podcast equipment. And then as long as you have content to put out to uh, the world, that's, that's all you need. And then as it picks up steam, you can always upgrade. You can upgrade your camera. You can upgrade your microphone. Like the first microphone I used, I think I still have it right here. Yeah, it was this one. <laughs> so this is how I started. And then now I have an actual professional podcasting microphone. So don't think that you need all the bells and whistles to get going. Because the worst thing you can do is invest so much money, so much money getting all the latest, greatest state-of-the-art stuff but you don't have an audience and you, you don't have a clear message to tell people, then you have all that stuff for nothing. So as long as you have the message, get started, build a following, then as you're able to, to uh, monetize on your expertise, then you can upgrade and start making it, making it better and have the fancy special effects and you know the snazzy intro video and all, all that good stuff. But the big thing is just make sure that what you're putting out is out there to educate, entertain, and to transform people because that's the goal of mine. All right, so next up, we want to talk about staying on track during the holidays. So, And this is one that I talk about every single year. And I'm not going to lie, it frustrates me every single year. <laughs> so just more so because I'm very disciplined and people will say, well, argue, well, of course you are, you're into fitness. But I wasn't always like, well, right, I shouldn't say I wasn't always because I've been an athlete my entire life but not formally into fitness, that's only been 11 years. Like I spent 20 plus in the restaurant industry surrounded by food all the time and never really got, never really had an issue with weight. So I was overweight once. I was about 228 pounds. And yes, at almost six too, you can say, yeah, you're tall. But I mean, to put it in perspective, when I graduated high school, I was barely 140. And in my mid twenties, I was 165. So to get up to 228 for me, that was a massive, massive jump. But I made the decision that that was never going to happen again. And I only had to make that decision once. So when people yo-yo, it's like with me, I just have trouble identifying with that because I made the decision one time and then I stuck to it. That became the standard. So if, you, if you're, you're one that falls off from Halloween through New Year's, you're the one I'm talking to right now, right? So what we want to do is we want to change that, that plan. We want to change that because you know you don't feel good come January 2nd. You know you don't. Your clothes are going to be tighter. You're going to have less energy. Your endurance is going to be gone. You're going to be winded walking upstairs. Like, why are you willing to commit to that? Whereas you can just, even if you go, in, go into a maintenance phase, you don't even have to be all out meal planning and meal prepping and everything. You, you don't even have to do all of that. You can just go into a maintenance phase and just not gain any weight over the holiday season. And people always say maintaining is the hardest thing. And people are entitled to their opinion. I think maintenance is the easiest thing. Like I know if, like if I want pizza tonight, I know breakfast and lunch has to be clean and I have to drink at least 100 ounces of water. Long as I do that, I can have whatever I want to tonight. And I'm not going to gain an ounce. It's not going to throw me off of my, my day or nothing. But when you're going out for breakfast and then you're having pizza for lunch and then you have your date night with the hubby or, or wife at night, now you've blown the entire day. And then that's the vicious cycle that, that happens. 
But if you tell yourself, I'm going to eat two clean meals, I'm going to drink at least 100 ounces of water, you no, know, depending on your size, and I'm going to get my workout in, then you have flexibility. Then it's okay if you have that holiday drink. It's okay if you have a couple cookies. It's okay if you, if you drink eggnog. But again, if you start compounding everything, that's the problem. And I hear it every single year. I see people crushing it in September. They're crushing it in October. Then Halloween comes. Then the first couple of weeks in November, they're starting, I'm starting to see them less and less. The accountability group gets smaller and smaller. And then pretty much from Thanksgiving through, through New Year, so many people just ghost it with, with the excuse, I'm so busy. Oh, how cute. You're the only one that's busy. Everybody's busy. That's like the worst excuse in the world. Everybody's busy. But the question you have to ask yourself is, okay, you're busy. How are you going to get it done in spite of? That's what it boils down to. Like I've been using the mountain theory a lot lately. Like if you're out on a hike and you're walking, it's all flat. It's all nice. You're taking pictures of the butterflies and you're enjoying the sounds of nature. But then you come out to the clearing and there's a big incline. So what do you do? Do you turn around and you go back? Of course not. You keep trudging. You have to adapt and you get yourself up that mountain. And you know your feet are going to hurt. Your legs are going to burn. Your glute muscles are going to burn. Like your back might burn some, but yet you keep trudging on in spite of. And you get it done and you reach your goal. So dealing with food, food and everything else, it's, it's no different. It's no different. I'm going to teach you one of the most powerful things that you can say that will help keep you on track. So, so powerful when you do this. Are you ready for it? It's earth shattering stuff here. It's no. It's that simple. No. Do you want one of the? No. And don't tell yourself, I can't. Because as humans, we are natural born rebels. It's like if you hand someone a piece of paper and say, here, don't flip this over. What do you want to do? You want to flip it over because it's naturally like we are naturally curious. So you're going to be, be like, oh, you know, you're going to do it. So when you tell yourself, I can't, the little devil on the shoulder is going to be like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. But if you just say, I don't want it, it's completely different. Say, no, no, thank you. I don't want it. It rings completely different in your subconscious mind. So by saying can't and using those type of words, it leaves a negative connotation. And then now you're feeling like you're depriving yourself. And then when people are trying to peer pressure you to do it anyway, you're, you're going to give in because you weren't firm. But if you say, no, no, thank you. I don't want it. And then, oh, come on. You know, you can't, I told you I don't want it. And then they'll back off. So even if you really do, but that's where you have to weigh the odds. Do you want whatever that short-term indulgence is or do you want to maintain your health and your fitness? Because I'm telling you, nobody feels good after falling off. This is what I do for a living. Nobody comes and say, oh my God, taking two months off was the best thing ever. They, they don't say that. They, they come back, they feel bloated. And again, the endurance is gone. Some of the strength is gone. And it's like starting all over again. But yet every holiday season, it seems like the same people subscribe to the same outcome. So my challenge for you this, this year is to don't do it. A, it helps that a lot of events are canceled, but just don't do it, right? Don't do it and say, I'm not going to do it. Don't say I'm going to try because try means you're not going to. Every time you say try, you're leaving yourself a way out. And that doesn't, that doesn't help anyone. By you making it through, you're showing other people it can be done. And that's powerful. 
So I try, I try to preach to my peeps to like, don't make it about you. Don't make it about weight loss. Think about the people watching you. Like a lot, a lot of the members that I have now, I have them because they watch somebody else's journey. I'm like, oh, I've, I've been watching Monica. I've known her, her for years. She looks amazing and I want to come in. Or, oh, I've been watching so-and-so. And at one point, I think this is back in 2017, geez, Michaela had like four, 14 people in there, in there that she, she referred because people saw her transformation. They get inspired and they wanted to come in and many other people. I, mean, I can't sit here and name everyone, but 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 that's that's what happens when you make it not just about how much you weigh or what size you are, make it about inspiring other people. Then it makes those hard decisions much easier for you to make. So those are the things that you can do to stay on track this holiday season because it starts with that mindset. Once that mind is right, the actions follow. So people can give you the other tricks, you know, well, drink a bottle of water before you eat. And, and I mean, I've said that before too. And, you know, eat vegetables first, vegetable salad, like fill up on all the good stuff so there's no room for the bad stuff. But even still, that's like putting a Band-Aid on a laceration. So it only, it only will stop it somewhat because psychologically you still want the other stuff. But when you train yourself to, no, I want the end result more than I want this. Like someone asked me a couple of weeks ago, Rob, how do you stay motivated to work out? And I said, because I like to dominate. That was my, my response. It was quick, rolled right off the tongue. No matter what I do, I, I, I play to be in the mix. Like I don't necessarily have to win unless it's track and field. And it's tra track and field, I'm out for blood. But like if I'm playing basketball, like if I'm playing against someone half my age, I want to be able to have that person huffing and puffing just like I'm going to be. Because I mean, yes, I'm in good shape, but I'm still 46 and there's still a lot of miles on these tires. So the recovery is different, but the performance is still there. And that's what drives me. When I, like I said, when I get out on that track, like I'm not out there to be thankful that at 46, I can still do it. Like, no, I'm looking to win. I'm looking to win the gold medal, looking to be, to be the champion. I'm looking to break records. That's, that's what drives me. So I know if I take two weeks off, that's not happening. And even through all of my surgeries, I still didn't gain any weight. I still worked out. Like my latest one was elbow, elbow surgery. And I was at the gym in a sling, working everything that didn't hurt. And that's what you got, what you got to do to stay on track. Like most people like, oh, I hurt, hurt my elbow. The doctor told me to take six weeks off and then they do nothing for six weeks. It's like, no, it's like, you can't stress your elbow for six weeks. And again, I am no doctor. I'm just telling you what, what I do that works for me. So I said, okay, so I won't stress my elbow for that amount of time. Like that's got nothing to do with my legs, you know, with my calves, with my core, with the rest of my upper body said, as long as I don't stress what's hurting, I can keep moving forward. So once you adapt, adapt that attitude, adopt that attitude that you can adapt to anything, that's when you're going to be able to stay on track no matter what life throws at you. All right. So moving into the last topic is casting the 2021 vision. So if nothing else, I hope you learn from 2020 that you can't predict the future. Like you just can't. I saw a meme that said, so apparently everyone in 2015 got the question wrong, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> so, so you can't predict your future when it's in someone else's hands, right? So one of the biggest shifts I've made, now I've had this idea years ago, I just never acted on it. So coming into 2020 and watching how quickly 
everything changed. I knew now, now was the time to, to jump on this. And it's about showing people how to create digital income. So most everyone has one of these and they use it for games and TikToks and Instagram and showing your vacations or what you and the hubby did, you and the wife did, whatever. And that's all well and good, but billions upon billions of people have one of these, which means you have them at your disposal. And you have gifts within you that you can teach other people. And once you realize how easy it is, it's gonna blow your mind. So like I'm transitioning into helping business owners. I'm starting out with, fit, with fitness professionals create additional streams of income online. So let's just say, heaven forbid, we get locked down again. They can't lock down your online product. And for, mo for most trainers, like I know people are wor worried about having a non-compete agreement, but like this doesn't compete. Like if you're just teaching other people how to, how to do what you do. Like you're not competing with training clients in the gym. So obviously, obviously you'd have to check the, check the fine print or if uh, you have a lawyer check with your lawyer in the wording just to make sure that's something that you can do. But that's like for me, taking my knowledge and my expertise and coming out on a platform like this to educate others and to help others. There's value in that. And every one of us, regardless of what industry you're in, if you're a mechanic, you have things that you can offer the world because not everybody knows how to change a tire, believe it or not. If you're in nails, you know, there are things that you can teach people online about how to maintain healthy nails. Like it literally works in every single industry. And if you say, I don't know if that'll work for my industry. Yes, it'll work for yours too. It doesn't matter what you do. And I want to bring that info out to everyone else. So getting back to casting the vision. So what does that look like for you? Well, like, what do you want your 2021 to look like? And then when you look, you really have to dive deep into what you want. Don't settle. This is a time for you to be as materialistic as you want to be. Not, this isn't about being content because content doesn't lead to action. Two things lead to action, a clear vision or fear, the, or fear slash pain. Okay, so those things are what lead to action. If you're in a, in a place of complacency, you're not going to take any action to move forward. You either have to be completely fed up with your current situation or you have a clear vision of what could be. Okay, those, are, those are the factors that cause people to move forward. And so in my, my regard, I told you I had this idea of consulting and becoming a, a business coach slash mentor for, for people and pursuing speaking, but I was complacent in the gym, right? I was complacent. So even though I had the idea, I had the website made, I had the LLC made and back in 2017, but I didn't take any action. And for me, like it took being shut down and having what you think, this is my business. Nobody can tell me what to do with my business. And then boom, you guys can't open. It's like, wow. It's like, so even in this space, like I'm not hundred percent safe. So now it's on me to secure my future, to secure my finances. So that's what I'm gonna be teaching other people is how to take what you currently do and you can still do what you currently do, but I'm gonna show you on the side how to take what you do and make stream, streams of income that 
basically sell themselves. So like while I'm here on this podcast, I have things out there in cyberspace being marketed to others. And you can do do the same. Even if you think you don't have a story to tell, you don't need, you know, money to, to start this up. Because I said, there are many free things out there that you can start with. You can just pick whatever it is that's on your heart. Like if you love to knit, you can make a YouTube channel showing people how to knit. Like my kids, they watch, like they have video games. They go on YouTube and they watch other people play video games. Like it boggles my mind, but they do it every single day. <laughs> they, they sit there and watch other people play video games. And these guys have like millions of views. Their channels are monetized. And it's like I said, it just boggles my mind. That's not something that I would have ever thought of to sit there. And I played a lot of video games over the years. I don't really play much now. But back then, I was like, wow, I could have videoed myself playing games and blew up a super successful YouTube channel. There was this other woman named Liza, although I believe she's a TV host now. But my kids used to watch her, and I'd watch a little bit. And she would just literally just act a fool on camera. And I believe before she became a TV host, she made $8 million, like straight up acting a fool on her channel, like mind-blowing stuff. So... What do you want your 2021 to look like? So now, be, before we break that down, I want to tell just a quick story about when I was searching for the standalone RBF location I had before moving to Warwick. So it was in Cranston. So we had looked at, at a couple facilities, and then we found one on, in uh, the western side of Cranston. So I walk in with my former business partners, and we walk in, and when I tell you, the place was a dump. Like, it was definitely not left in great shape. But maybe six months or maybe even a year prior to that, long before I met them or had any means of really getting my own place, I had drawn up on a piece of paper what I wanted the gym to look like. I said I wanted a small room in the front so it wasn't intimidating because where I was training at the time, you open a door and it's like, bam, monkey bars, climbing ropes, big jumping walls. Like it was very intimidating, right? Especially to someone nervous coming in. So to open a door and see all of that, so I wanted something smaller up front, like, like an intake uh, room, make it more comfortable, more inviting. And then it opened up to a bigger room where all the scary stuff is. <laughs> but, but at least we got all the jitters out up front. And I wanted rubber on one, one part, turf in the middle, rubber on the other part. And so once we walked in, I remember uh, one of the partners was, I could tell by the look on his face, he was like, uh, and I said, this is perfect. And he looked at me like I had five heads. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, what I have written down, this is it. I was like, like the office is over here. There's storage over here. You know, so the bathroom's over here in the corner. And we ended up building uh, another bathroom right, right off it. But it was perfect. And why was it perfect? Because I saw the finished product. That's what it is. You have to see the finished product. And then once we walked in, I felt it. I felt it like I knew right there, we don't need to look anywhere else. Like this is the one. And anyone listening that's been to that location, you saw what we turned it into. So leave, leaving there truly broke my heart. Like it kind of still, it still does. Although I really, I really enjoy where I am now. But that place, like I told you, I walked in and I saw it. I saw it and I felt it. So when you're casting your vision, you can't be vague with it. You say, all right, 2020, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and I'm going to look great on, on my cruise. Like that's, 
that's not it. Like, that's not enough. That's short term. That's short term. Like, dig deep. Dig deep into your family history. Like, is there, there a history of, of cancer? Is there a history of diabetes? Is there a history of high cholesterol, high blood pressure? Like, something that's going to greatly affect your health if you get it. And you just make the decision that that's not going to happen to me. Like, high blood pressure runs in my family. A lot of my relatives have it. I do not have it. And some of their reasonings is because it's hereditary. It's like, no, like it's with the stuff you eat. That's, that's one of the main reasons that causes it. If you are conscious of what you're putting into your body, you can reverse the trend. People say it's hereditary. I mean, again, I'm no doctor, but it's hereditary because there's a family history of poor habits. So that's what leads to it, to it happening to each generation. Someone has to break the cycle. So for me, my blood pressure is pretty much perfect. It's like 120 over 75. And it's been that way throughout. And again, it's like I said, I'm 46 now. So people get, oh, just wait till you get older. Wait till you get older. Wait till you get older. So, okay, I'm 46 now. And it's still near, near perfect because I make sure I drink enough water and I eat mostly, mostly good. And again, like I don't eat all good, but I eat mostly good. As I, as I said earlier, if you want something, you, you got to blend it. So anyway, so once your vision is firm, then the actions will slowly start to fall in line because most people fall off track because they can't see that end product. Well, I mean, like they can see it, but they can't feel it because like we are human beings. We are emotional beings. Like we are feelers. So things happen it causes reactions in us and those reactions lead us to take action. So if you're looking at it, but you really can't feel it, then you're going to sit down and you're not going to go to the gym or you're not going to go for that run, or you're just going to hit or shut off your alarm and not get up for class. Hint, hint. So <laughs> but that's what happens when your vision is not set. And then you fall into that. I'm content. Or I look good enough. I feel good enough. I run well enough. Like you're settling. Like whenever you use the word enough, you're settling. Like for me, I refuse to settle. I told you, I like to compete and that's what fuels me. So when I step out in that basketball court, no matter who I'm playing, like it's game on. Like if, if you beat me, kudos to you, but just know it's going to be a 12 round fight. And the, but that's just a standard that I set for myself. So I ask you, what do you want? And, and it could be anything. It could be, in your relationship, it could be in your career, in your relationship with siblings or parents. It could be absolutely anything, an improved relationship with, with your boss. It could be fi financial, it could be investment. It, it could be anything because it's you, it's your life, it's your vision. Don't let anybody else tell you what your vision is or what's possible for you. Because again, when I first got into training, someone told me, oh, you don't, you don't want to be a trainer. There's, there's no money in it. And like, I, I cut that person right off immediately. It's like, I don't want to hear from you. It's like, I want to hear from the people who are doing it. So if you have something that you've always wanted to do, but either you've suppressed it yourself or other people have suppressed it for you, you have to just not talk about that topic with that person and seek out people who have done it. So again, a quick digression. So I have one kidney, as mo most of you know, my lovely sister has the other one. And... So I was going to do a Spartan race, a 30 mile ultra. Now I had done a beast up in Killington, Vermont, which gave me rhabdo, which can, can be devastating to people with one kidney. 
And so my doctor was pleading with me not to do this 30 mile ultra. And he was like, like pleading. He was almost teary eyed about it. Of course, my mom didn't want me to do it. My clients didn't want me to do it. My siblings didn't want me to do it. Like pretty much everyone in my circle were like, Rob, don't do it. And again, I was like, I don't want to talk to any of you. <laughs> so I went to the Spartan Ultra Endurance Group and I just made one post. Hey, has anyone here completed an ultra with only one, one kidney? And I got eight responses. And so I picked their brains. So how did you keep your electrolytes balanced? How did you keep yourself hydrated? What was your uh, nutrition like? You know, how did you X, Y, Z? And so I picked the brains of the ones who did it. And then I was able to, to get out there and I got it done. So if you have people telling you that you couldn't or shouldn't do something, and if it's something that's really on your heart, that's not going to harm anyone else, seek out people who have done it and then let them help you cast your vision. Okay, don't let people who haven't done what you want tell you about your vision. And then the next one is why, why do you want it? Like why? And for me, I mean, yes, I am fulfilled doing the gym, but I've always felt like I've had a higher purpose. I just always felt it. Like I can help people. I mean, I help people change their lives with, with, their, with their health. Now I wanna help people change lives with their wealth and their own knowledge and their own confidence and their own self-esteem when it comes to helping others. Like that's, that's the void that's missing within me. So it's not so much about making money. It's about helping other people realize, hey, there's another avenue. It's like, you don't have to go down this path to where you're working 16 hour days and you're still barely scraping by to where you're working all these hours and you're barely seeing your spouse or significant other. You're missing things with, with the children. You're, you're missing the baseball games. You're missing the volleyball matches. And I realize some of that stuff isn't being played now, but you get the point. So you get to that point to where you just, you're missing all of that stuff. And again, you now have that void in your heart. So you have to figure out what that why is. And it can't just be like, cause I want to make more money. Cause I promise you, if you chase money, you're not going to find it. Like you have to chase purpose. You have to chase passion. You chase those two things. And then whatever you want is going to come to you. The door is going to open. And, and again, getting back to the gym, I remember telling my mom, like, I don't know how, but somehow, some way, I'm going to have my own gym. And I had bad credit and I had no savings. And I just kept speaking it, kept speaking it, kept speaking it. And then one day it happened. You know, like just doors just open when you stay focused. Stay focused, stay positive, and um, stay focused on that vision. So on that, what do you want? Like I said, you got to see it clearly. And then when that why is right is when you'll feel it. And so then you didn't get to ask yourself, how does that make you feel to not have it now? And again, if you feel content, you're never going to reach it. You're just not going to. You know, you're probably in a very, very small percent of people who are content that are going to just all of a sudden flip flip a switch and go, go, get, it, go, uh, go get it done. But if it really leaves a void in your soul, then that's what's going to propel you to take the steps necessary or align yourself with the right person slash mentor to help get you there. And then what will your life look like one year from now? So now I realize I just said earlier, you can't predict the future. So it's more, it's more what do you want your life to look like 
one year from now? Like how many hours are you working? Are you still in the same house? Are you still driving the same car? Are you able to attend all the, the after school functions with the kids? Are you able to do things on nights and weekends? So what is that going to look like for you one year from now if you take focused action starting now? And then what does your ideal day look like? Like what, what time are you waking up? Are you having coffee, watching the sunrise? Are, are you getting all of your busy work done by eight o'clock? Are you seeing the kids off to school every day? Are you home when the kids come home from school every day? Just, just what does that ideal day look like to you? And write it down, write it down so you can go back and you can look at it. And whenever you're having those days when you're down, go back and look at that ideal day. And the more you look at it, the more you look at it, that void in the soul is going to grow bigger and bigger because that's the thing that you actually want. So that is all I have for you now. I'm going to check the Facebook live stream to see if there are any questions before I sign off of here. And then if there are not, I thank you all who tuned in for tuning in. And I have a good morning. Hey, Frank asked, how many glasses is 100 ounces of water? I'm not going to do it. It depends on the size of your bottle. Like mine here is 33.3. So you drink three of these, you're there. So if you have a 16 ounce one, you're going to divide 16 ounces into 100. Well, 100 divided by 16. And then that's your, that's your answer for that. So it's funny to listen to myself talk over here. Let me turn this down. <laughs> so again, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind, give me a share on here. If um, you feel other people can benefit from this. So I'm going to stop the Facebook live stream. Again, thank you guys for tuning in and have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.